Welcome to The Witness, True Stories of Children and Gender Identity. Conversations about gender identity are happening in homes and hospitals, therapy offices and classrooms. This podcast invites you to bear witness to how gender identity impacts children and families. All of the testimonies that you will hear have been anonymously shared with Partners for Ethical Care. These stories have been shared by individuals who have agreed to have their experiences published in order to bring awareness and to document what is happening. We invite you to listen and bear witness. Daughter with severe mental health issues gets hormones in first appointment with Planned Parenthood. Thank you for the chance to share my story, which I hope will primarily highlight the grave disservice that Planned Parenthood is doing young women in these confused times. My now 21-year-old, whom I'll call Allison, had spent her childhood happily engaging in what one would call typical girly activities, with no gender stereotyping encouragement from me at all. That continued even after the onset of a mental health issue in high school. She seemed to have things under control when she moved far away for college. The environment of her new city and her university was gender nonconforming and pro-transgender identities and she began speaking to us by phone of being non-binary, which I naively took to mean something like bisexual. Then, her anxiety and depression came back to overwhelm her. She dropped out of college and moved back to our hometown, resuming care from her original psychiatrist. Allison's appearance, always feminine and done to the nines, had changed dramatically. A shaved head, boy's clothes, and obvious unhappiness were now her camouflage from the world. As I learned later, her explanation matched the online transgender coaching that's designed to rebut the traditional diagnostic criteria of persistent, insistent, consistent behavior. She told us, I always knew something was wrong, but I didn't have words for it until I started watching videos on Tumblr and YouTube. When I was little, I was afraid to tell you that I didn't feel right. This was alarming, of course, and matched absolutely nothing about her past. But still, I was naive. Because her psychiatrist did not consider her to be transgender, I assumed Allison would be unable to get a referral for the testosterone she was almost frantically determined to start. I was wrong. Planned Parenthood will see someone exactly one time 
Oh, and they'll do a smidgen of blood work. Before cheerfully enabling young women and young men to pursue their authentic selves through cross-sex hormones. All that's needed is a few bucks and signing a form saying that the risks have been disclosed and understood. That is the route my Allison took, bypassing her psychiatrist altogether. My husband sent Planned Parenthood a certified letter that explained her mental health history and provided her doctor's name and telephone number. Planned Parenthood's lawyer wrote back that they presume anyone over 18 is capable of giving informed consent. Thank you very much. This is a grave travesty. No matter what anyone thinks of Planned Parenthood's other services, the fact that they will instantly prescribe powerful hormones with many unknown long-term effects to people with underlying mental health issues should shock the conscience. People need to know that this is happening. Counselor ignores parents' request to review son's past mental health issues and causes increased tension between them and their son. Like so many others who claim to be transgender, our young adult son is a loner, gifted, introverted, socially awkward, on the autism spectrum, diagnosed with depression and spends too much time on the internet. He spends time on sites such as Reddit and DeviantArt and video games. To the unsuspecting eye, these sites appear benign. While he was in high school, we had knockdown battles with him over the amount of time spent on the internet. Had we really known what was going on, his story might have been so much different. He was on the high school wrestling team and took great pride in his appearance and style. He dated numerous girls. He did, however, experience depression and was on Prozac. We had access to his doctor and diagnosis. Nothing ever came up about being transgender or suicidal. Fast forward to his junior year at a private university where he was excelling yet again, the depression returned. He sought mental health care from a licensed professional counselor at his university who referred him to a private counselor. He was prescribed Pristique. We voiced many concerns about the safety of this medication. We asked him if he liked this new counselor, and he said yes. Wanting to respect our son's privacy, we didn't ask about the cause of his depression. We thought it was related to his fears about death and dying, over which he would obsess at that time in his life. He dropped the bombshell on us the week after his sister's wedding. Our reaction scared him. We raised some facts and questions, causing our son to compartmentalize this revelation for over a year. The second time he came out, 
to us, was one year after his college graduation. He was becoming very successful in his professional career, and he had been dating his soulmate, girlfriend, for over a year. Our son made a self-diagnosis of dysphoria without ever consulting a professional. At that time, he agreed to let us meet his new counselor, who identifies as a transgender woman in an LGBTQ clinic. The so-called expert told us we should affirm, embrace, celebrate, and don't question the treatment. This counselor labeled me homophobic and anti-trans because we brought up our son's past mental health issues. This therapist did nothing to ease the tension that had escalated between our son and us during this one-hour session. Our son agreed to see what we thought was an unbiased psychiatrist for both individual and family sessions. Once our son mentioned the thought that he might be transgender, the entire approach taken by this professional changed. The therapist immediately began referring to our son as she. Affirmation and navigating the transgender path quickly became the treatment. There is still a misguided notion that exists regarding transgender protocol and mental health care, which is that one must live as the newly identified gender for a specified time. There is no longer such protocol. His narrative sounds scripted and eerily similar to other young adults in his situation, and taken straight from internet sites and threads we've read that are pro-trans. After one trip to a physician's assistant and signing an informed consent form, no medical mental health history taken, he began taking female hormones. Potential side effects were not fully discussed. He's been on hormones over two years. He has become disrespectful and dismissive toward his family, dropped the girlfriend who wants no part of this, has left his promising job of two years, and has moved 200 miles away. He has changed his name and his gender marker. His new company is inclusive of diversity and calls him by his new name and preferred pronouns. He wears dresses, carries a purse, and has pierced ears. Once again, he is on antidepressants and is contemplating an orchiectomy. We do not and will not affirm him. This is a lie. Taking hormones and antidepressants concurrently is a recipe for disaster. Thorough mental health care, not irreversible cosmetic changes to his body, is what our son needs. Somebody, please help. This has been The Witness, true stories of children and gender identity. The Witness podcast shares these stories to give voice to individuals who cannot share their stories publicly due to the possibility of losing their jobs, their friends, and their children. All stories are confidential and anonymous. You can share your story, too. Go to PartnersForEthicalCare.com and click the Share Your Story button. We welcome your story, your time, and your donation to support this important work. Thank you.
Partners for Ethical Care is a nonprofit organization made up of individual volunteers from across the globe focused on one mission. To raise awareness and support efforts to stop the unethical treatment of children by schools, hospitals, and mental and medical health care providers under the duplicitous banner of gender identity affirmation. We believe that no child is born in the wrong body. Thank you for listening and bearing witness. Thank you.